0: Welcome to the Woke Blokes Podcast, hosted by Nick Sutherland from MindFit and Ryan Hassan from the Center for Healing. Let's get into today's episode. Oh, that bloody woman again. She freaks me out every single time. I'm not prepared for it. Ladies and gentlemen. she's new, isn't she? (laughs) She's new. It's like the new intro to the podcast and everyone's Zoom meeting on the whole planet. I wonder if you can get different ones, you know, maybe get an Indian guy or you know, South African <laughs> or something. how okay, you change your change your GPS one. Or or an Aussie one. Oi, <laughs> oi, the meeting started, mate. It's been record. Oh, you oh, started.
1: <laughs> put, put put your beer down. Put your beard down. <laughs> put um, your pants on, the meeting started.
0: <laughs> pa- pants are optional. It's the best. I'm actually wearing oh, pants okay, today. It's cold though. It's not like Thailand. Yeah. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Woke Blokes Podcast. Ryan Hassan from the Centre for Healing here, joined as always by Nick Sutherland from MindFit. Nico, how are you today, mate? Sipping on your tea.
1: I feel like I want to uh, sipping on my tea. I feel like I want to bust into bust into song today. It's like I don't know Absolutely. why. It's, it's it's I think it's our partly our guest, the guests that we've got on today. I'm very excited to spend time with this beautiful, amazing human being. Uh, I had a good night's sleep. Had a great night's sleep, actually. Um, I think we should do a podcast on sleep. Okay. I think we should do an episode on sleep, and we'll find a sleep specialist to to bring on as a guest. And yeah, I think I, I know I mean, I, our guest. Our guest is probably lacking in sleep at the moment. Yeah, well, let's in- introduce yeah. the wonderful
0: Zach, the the <laughs> new father, the the former client of yours. Like, give us the listeners a rundown
1: of who Zach is, Nico. Well, Zach was born in 1982 at the. Uh, no, I don't know. Hang on. Um, uh, yeah, so Zach Zach came to me. Was that an autoimmune disease? Zach, is that what we could call yeah. it, or what, what? What's
2: yeah? Yeah, it's
1: an autoimmune. Um, disease. So he's he's yeah. Um, so his his joints and his legs and that kept swelling for, for no apparent reason. Is uh, a chippy, so working working full time. Um, love and life, footy, all that sort of stuff, as young men wants to do. Us old blokes can't do that anymore. House, golf's more our sport. Bit speak more for yourself, old
0: blokes. That's just go a bit easy. I'm not in the same category <laughs> as you.
1: <laughs> Spiritually, maybe you are. Maybe you're, you're an old soul. Um, yeah, and then and then uh, yeah, the order. I mean. Um, happened and so zach's physical health declined and and then his mental health sort of started to follow suit uh i think it's a good way that we can put it and so he came in and yeah he ended up doing a 12 month program um and got him back on his feet literally and um mentally and physically and yeah got back to work went back to and started being a chippy again um and then the universe was like all right we've we've put you through we'll put you through the test now let's see if you've got the lesson and um bang into cancer into the equation so um yeah that was uh, probably a job to everyone's system um and we met the, the beautiful little hunter not, you know, a couple of minutes before we, we teed off today, and. Um, yeah, he was sort of a hail mary. He was a all right. Well, we've got a week until a week until I start chemo. Let's um, let's hop on the good foot and do the bad thing and see what happens. And uh, and and yeah, luckily Hunter was like just in the waiting room he's like, "Yep, here I am." Um, and it was all meant to be. And and so Zach's been through his chemo, um, cancer free, um, but he. he he had to had to get a, a his, his whole shin bone taken out so the, the the tibia or or the was it the tibia or the fibia Zach
2: um i'd both removed so they had to take out go. my shin bone with the cancer and then they'd take yeah. out my fibia to support the donor bone
1: there you go. You put so they've, they've plumbed it, yeah. in his arteries into this donor bone to try and grow this donor bone in place, and oh, wow. it's real, real weird. But well, um, yeah, well, Zach obviously tell his story, but uh, yeah, it's uh, and Zach's been also uh, gone from being a chippy to want to get into this line of work now. Obviously, with his with his experience of of life and, and coming through and. Um, you know, I've told Zach before that just, just watching him mentally come through this in the way that, you know, there, there's this beautiful story that I'll tell later that always just sort of comes to mind. And I think it just reflects, you know, really well who Zach is and the way that he's constructed his, his reality, his mindset. So I thought he'd be a great guest to have on and to share his story for some listeners out there who may have experienced some adversity. So... Um, Oh, I yeah, think welcome,
0: um, Zach. yeah, welcome, Zach. I think this is a great opportunity to talk about. There's a lot to unpack here, mate, with your story. of What Nick just said, but um, that there's. Uh, <laughs> I'd love to, you know, yeah, explore how we can, you know, stay positive or keep in a good mental space when we go through these kind of physical uh, adversities. And it sounds like you've had quite a few. Before I jump back to sort of the start and the autoimmune disease, because I'm really interested in that. How long ago did you have the operation on your leg? Is this a recent thing?
2: Um, I had the operation August um, last year and um, so did that and then a mop-up treatment for a month or two and then that put me in hospital so I had to pull the pin on chemotherapy because yeah I didn't know if I'd get through that so and then I just stuck with my Chinese medicine and then my leg's still struggling to um, mend so Mm. the bone has to grow over the donor bone and had to reoperate, reoperate again in April this year, so they've taken bone out of my ankle now and put it up the top, so I got my best chance of walking again so yeah, okay, yeah and, that's where I'm you, at at the moment
0: right, and how's that taken so far? do do you know yet or it takes a bit more time to to assess that
2: uh takes time. I've just had a scan two weeks ago. And they see some sort of movement, like a mill or two, but they're not quite. They're looking with hoping eyes. They said, "So, um, I don't leave a stone unturned, so I, I can live with what I'm doing. I'm doing rehab every day, and like, I mean medicine, and just doing everything I can. Visualization, just doing everything I can to get them a chance to walk with my son again. So, yeah, unreal, yeah. Mate. And, and yeah, <laughs> and, and
0: put being a new dad on top of that as well." <laughs>
2: Yeah,
1: if if you wanna if you wanna look up in the dictionary the word discipline, um, they've stuck Zach's mug next to it. Um, it's just like the 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 structure. You know, you know, every everyone who has a physical injury or whatever gets goes to physio and they say, "and go, go home and do your homework." You know, do your little exercises and that. And majority of people go, "Yeah, yeah," and they don't really do it. They'll do it for, for a couple of times. Zach is just fucking so bang, 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 bang. The, as he said,
0: does not leave a stone unturned. And, and the discipline, you
1: know, it's just
0: been phenomenal. When you said visualization, Zach, what kind of visualization are you doing?
2: Um, I, do, I do meditation every night. So um, just to help with my healings and stuff I have with my master, Chinese guy, I just visualize walking with my son again, walking out in the footy field, just doing all the, simple things I used to do and just visualize that bone healing and telling my body that it can heal again.
0: Yeah, I love that. It's it's so, so powerful. And a lot of people, I think, don't understand the power of us giving instructions to the body and how beneficial that can be. You know, there's been, there's been studies done on, you know, I was reading, it's probably one of Dr. Joe Dispenza's books around um, they had even people um, grow it like uh, with, with bicep strength and size, and they would split them up into three groups. So there'd be a group that would um, obviously go to the gym um, and think about, you know, working out their, their bicep. there would be another group that never worked out, never lifted a weight, but every day they'd spend it was like 10 or 20 minutes just visualizing lifting a weight. And then there'd be a control group, which would do nothing. And so out of those groups, obviously nothing happened with the control group because they did nothing. The um, obviously the people that lifted weights that had the most um, gains in strength and in size, but it wasn't by much ahead of the people who literally just visualized and didn't lift a weight at all, um, which is once again the mind, you know, instructing the body. There was another one as well with basketball um, from the three throw line, and they would obviously measure at the start, and then they did the same thing three groups. One would practice every day shooting from the free throw line. One would do nothing in the control group and the other one wouldn't shoot a basketball but would just imagine it every day and imagine them going in, right? And then they would test them again at the end of that period. And once again, no change in the control group, significant change in the people that did it and quite a significant change in the people that never shot a basketball but just saw it going in and in and in over and over again. So it's so powerful that this visualisation... Can we send Ben
1: Simmons there? Can we send Ben Simmons from the Philadelphia 76ers? I don't follow follow (laughs) the NBA, so tell us what's going on. they're the team, they're in the playoffs. The, the playoffs, it's, it's a best of seven series. They're two apiece, the Atlanta Hawks and the 76ers. So Ben Simmons is the Aussie number one draft pick and you know, much lauded and everything. And yesterday, he's, he's, he's shot four from 14 free throw attempts. Oh, so let's get him in. He's doing it,
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> they were 26 points. Up and the other team came back and won by three points, like it was just a Shoot. train wreck. And the 76ers fans, the Philadelphia fans are not gentle people, like social media, <laughs> are just going hard. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, but there's um, uh, I was I uh, read right before I went to the Vipassana retreat, and I think I told Zach about this. Um, there was a, a prisoner of war, in, um, um, the Japanese caught him. Um, he was in there for like three years. He was an American soldier and every day he was just a, a hack golfer, a bit like yourself, Hass. Um, and, um, he, he, he uh, I've heard. he, know. He, yeah, he, um, he, so he's obviously in, in his, Concentration camp, or this, this prisoner of war camp. Sorry, and he he said he spent every day playing thirty-six holes of golf, and he's just in his in his head, just in his mind, just in there. Uh, the first day, he just visualized his home course again, okay, and hit the ball middle of the fairway there, landed on the green, and I think he was like a, you know, twenty handicapper or something before he went off, and when he came back, obviously he was physically unwell, so he, he got he got and got a hamburger into him and, and got healthy again, um, put some put some flesh back on the bones and went and played this round of golf and shot one over. Yeah, wow. Just hadn't, hadn't touched a golf club in five years. It was a 20 handicap when he shot one over because of all the visualization that he'd done.
0: Exactly what we're talking about, isn't it? Because you're like, yeah, you're wiring that into your subconscious because the subconscious mind doesn't know what's real or something that's vividly imagined. And so when we really commit yeah. to a... And I think it's so powerful as well, Zach, because you're imagining walking with your boy, you know, on the footy field and that kind of thing. Because when we add emotion to it, it becomes like... It's like adding steroids, you know, to, to that visual. <laughs> <one>. <laughs> Juices it right up. <laughs> Juices it right up. Um, when you had the autoimmune disease, Zach, was that rheumatoid arthritis, it sounds like? Uh,
2: it's, uh, um, ankylosing spondylitis. Oh, well, it's, it's even more of a... Tough yeah, it's, it's in me blood, so whatever. Yeah, I've only just worked out how to say it now five years down the track. It takes a while. It's a pretty long word for me. But, um yeah, it's just like keeping your blood, and it's really – that's another thing. I do, like, real strict diet, or else you don't know, like, what happened with my flare-up. I could possibly not walk tomorrow if I started eating macas or chocolate. So I stick to a strict diet as well because it flares my blood up. And then attacks my joints, right. And With how long had you had prevention. that? When, when were you diagnosed? Um, when I was twenty one, I was diagnosed. I'm twenty six now, yep. um, so I had to stop all sport. And then a major flare up came out of nowhere, and just had my whole legs just swelled and my feet. And I didn't know what was happening to my body. It was like a thousand bees stung my legs, like, and it was just getting worse and worse. And um, yeah, and then I ended up into mind fit when I got control of most of that and then just trying to walk again. He so you came in to see then. me on the You came in to see me on the
1: eighteenth of the sixth, two thousand and nineteen. So that's uh, through, that's literally two years ago. Today. Yep. Hey
2: <laughs> Happy anniversary <laughs> How yeah. freaky is that? meant to be that's
1: hilarious so, <laughs> yeah, so uh, what, 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 what led you
0: to exactly. sorry nick but um it's like what led you to to come in to mind fit obviously you'd have this you know having this issue with the autoimmune disease and obviously was it just getting on top of you mentally having to stop sport and that kind of thing
2: yeah it was really um tearing me apart a bit because i was so attached to like i should be playing like i'm only 21 like I'm fit as, why is this happening to me kind of thing, like why me, like I do all the right things and I like, kind of just kept going down and down and then the pain on top of that every day it was just getting too much and then um dad does myotherapy next door or oh, Nick was at the back when he was in his old office and um he booked me in because he's seen me just kind of go down mentally so it's a lot to, for a young bloke to have yeah so um yeah just went and did the work with nick and then the rest is history how'd you go with what so your old
0: man your old man just said oh i've booked you in with this guy you're going how was that were you receptive and open to that
2: um at the start mark like, what do you mean because previous in my life my mum and dad um split up and i've seen psychologists and all okay. this stuff and that just didn't resonate with me it was just like they'll tell me what to do and it was just like it just didn't work and then um i could really relate with nick because he's gone through it all and he just just gives you the tools to work on yourself like not just telling you how to feel you have to work on how to make yourself feel good so there's a massive difference and i was a bit kind of iffy at the start because i thought it was a whole psychologist thing go through the same road that didn't work and then yeah and then it I just started to really enjoy it and try to do the work the best I could um, through the pain and stuff. And then when I could get on top of the pain, I could really concentrate on my mental health a bit more. And yeah, so, That's yeah. awesome. I think
1: it really resonated with me because at 21, you obviously was in the army and blew my knee out and then all the, the mental health issues. Yeah, because the, the physical trauma is on one level, but I think we've spoken about it before, that the underlying emotional trauma of that loss, that grief of I can't do, you know, what I was doing, can't do what I was doing. And then at twenty one our brains aren't fully developed for us blokes and and there's a there's an emotional intelligence isn't developed either. So we're using so many distortions. You know, I did it myself and got myself in a really bad headspace obviously and, and Zach I, as soon as he walked in, I was like, Oh, ding ding ding, there's all these distortions and um that first session, I just I remember him sitting there, just barely said a word. Like his dad came in with him, and he was just so meek, so quiet. And I'm just like, oh fuck, how am I going to work with this bloke? He's giving me donuts. I'm I'm going to have to drag all this shit out of him. And then a <laughs> couple of sessions into it, I'm like, how do I shut this bloke up? It's
2: just <laughs> like...
1: <laughs>
2: it's which is a
1: great sign, you know. He, he, he really he really took to it like a duct to water. And um, I think the the visual aspect of it really sort of helped Zach and he could see things. I remember drawing mountain peaks and whatever you call you one day. Frodo. And that's it. Frodo. Frodo. Frodo one day. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, it was just, uh, you know, just guiding him along. And, and it was just, you know, he, he got back into uh, – a really healthy state of mind, Um, partly because of of the work, the tools and everything, but really his underlying nature kicked in. Um, And I think he was such a natural at at all of this stuff. It just resonated with him. So, yeah, I mean, just... Uh, with every client um, you know this as well has to uh, stand back in admiration and, and just ultimate respect for, for what people can achieve when they when they put their minds to it so Would you say you've always
0: been disciplined Zach even if you think about footy and other things in your life before you know going to see Nick
2: Yeah I've always been pretty disciplined like work and I was never like take days off or anything I was always there on time always even with footy I did the work I was always at mm. training so I've always had it in me to always do the best or get the best out of what I can of myself. Where does that come from, you think? Where would you learn that? Um not sure. 7 so in- in- dad, I I don't know. Yeah, just always had it. Just yeah.
0: Yeah, I think it's not important. Sure, like, I think it's important like when we cuz you, you've what you've done is kind of transferred that discipline that went into footy and work and everything and you've applied that same discipline to working on your mental and emotional health and it's something really important that especially a lot of guys can sort of take advice in. Is like you can start to improve your own happiness and, and your own mental health if you just apply some of the discipline you have in other areas of your life just to this area of your life as well you know i think that's um a really important thing because you know it sounds like you've done that and and that's why you've been able to sort of get through these really tough times in your life by applying that discipline to this particular
1: area. Yeah. Zach's also got another affliction that he's a Richmond supporter in the AFL, (laughs) so he's also got that to deal with um, and and all the baggage that comes with that. And there's this mediocre player for their team called Dusty Martin um, who, who sort of... Works his way around the field, a little, gets a kick every now and then. Um, yeah. But, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I think there's a bit of Dusty haircut going on with oh, Zach. There at the is, isn't there? Um, yeah, it's not. There bad. is, there is, and uh, yeah. and I think oh, yeah, you, you look at Dusty, and, and he's a he's a bit of a character. He's got all his stuff going on, you know, the the external, but. Underneath it all he is pretty soft and gentle and he, he is he's pretty affected by a lot of the mid. He's had to work really hard, but he's so disciplined as well. Like he 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 journals every day, he does all his off field stuff. Um, so it looks like he just strolls out and, you know, gets leather poisoning every game. Uh, but he, he, he actually does so much in the disciplines there. Off the field, and I think that's what we're seeing with Zach is you know we don't see it all, but everything he's doing over here is what's creating this over here. So, um, oh, we yeah. we, have, we have a
0: mistake when we see someone like that, like on the field, and go, oh, it's just easy for him, and we imagine he just like you know yeah. rocks up on the weekend and it's all you know just this kicks his four goals and has 30 touches and that's it but yeah we don't see all the times he's by himself doing all this work whether it's a training or working on himself and all that kind of stuff and that's the kind of stuff that that Zach, it sounds like you're doing now it's these these moments of visualization and these moments of of imagining this you know future of walking with your boy and all that kind of stuff it's the stuff that sort of when we're by ourselves that we do that that other people then can see the results later on but there's a lot of work that's gone into it I was thinking when you were talking earlier because I've got I've been diagnosed with autoimmune disease as well, like, uh, Crohn's disease, and it um, started. No, it's not about you, Hass. No. no, it's not
1: about you today. It's
0: about, I'm, I'm making uh, it about
1: me a little bit because as he was, oh, okay. I've got the autoimmune disease. Oh, I've got it oh, Nick, I, it's it's like, like, oh I was in
0: the army and this happened and blah blah blah.
1: Like, Give
0: <laughs> me a chance to, to make it about me because what I was going to say is. When we have these uh, physical health issues in our early 20s, it is a very tough thing to deal with mentally because we kind of feel like we should be invincible at that point because we've kind of felt physically invincible up until that point and we see a lot of our friends being the same way. So it's a real shake-up for us when we start to have those physical issues and especially if it starts to stop us doing things that we want to do you know, be it sport or that kind of thing? Because when we're that age as well, we kind of, our identity is wrapped up, you know, like I'm Zach and I'm a footy player and, you know, this is what I do. And then all of a sudden that's taken away and it's kind of like, you know, who am I? Did you have that kind of identity crisis when you had to stop playing footy?
2: Yeah, a little bit because, I don't know, I was, I was full back in the ones straight out of 18s, because I was kind of like a bit of bigger body because I was doing gym and everything like that then all of a sudden, I've lost 20 kilos and not playing footy or could walk. And I'm not the big fullback anymore or whatever. Strong as an ox, it's just like Zach's not there anymore. Oh, will you be back in two weeks? No, nah, there's a bit more to it than that yep. in my blood. And then trying to explain the story. So, yeah, it was a bit hard to see me so strong. And like I just couldn't function in my head how what was going on because... I was so fit and healthy, and then just went whack. Like life just turned it upside down, and then yeah. So yeah, it's these identities for a bloke to for for a bloke at that age to
1: have the the capacity to you know, the the, the, the we're talking about being the bamboo or the oak tree to be that flexible and to adapt and to evolve um, and all, all of that took letting go. So you know, a lot of Zach's strength was used um not only his healing recovery but to let go and, and to, for him to understand at that age that everything is impermanence um that chapter of his life had, had come to an end as, as mine did. you know with my running and, and my army career and that it's, it's you know i didn't have anyone sort of go oh nick um there's life after this or, uh, or, Nick, this is what your mind's getting up to and it's causing a lot of mischief. You've got this imagination and you're ruminating in the past and you're off in the future and, you know, you're getting heavily, heavily distorted. I didn't have anyone and do that for me. So, you know, from that perspective, it was it was so enriching for me to be able to see someone who was so similar to me at that age going through what I went through to to be able to stay there and hand him all these tools and resources and and to watch him flourish with it. So, you know, I, I got so much out of working with Zach, not only on that level, but be, be, of, because of what he brought to the table as well, you know, when clients throw themselves into it and surrender to the work and, and, and tick all the boxes and, that, you, and you, they get the outcomes that they achieve. You're just like, fucking, so happy for the, you. The it's cheer squad for on you, the boy. side. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Zach, tell us about the, you know, when you, when you found out about the cancer, like where where were you with the autoimmune disease Then, where were you with your mindset and kind of what was that experience finding out that you had, had cancer like?
2: Um, it was about 12 months off my feet from my um, flare up and then I was starting to eliminate the sugars and really getting on top of my diet, water fasting, stuff like that, just to control this this flaring up in my body and then I had had a faecal transplant as well on top of that for my gut bacteria and then kind of got myself back to work and I worked about five months and then I just had a little lump on my shin and I thought it was because I've got a few cysts from like just balls of fluid from my legs and I was telling Tessa it's just like it doesn't hurt like it's just going to be a cyst again like she said, can you please get checked? And as a male stubborn, just, like, it's not hurt me, so I'm going to keep going. And then, like, three months later, she's like, just can you do it for me? Like, I'm a bit worried about it. And then I'm like, oh, right, whatever, I'll do it. Went to the local, um, got a CT scan. And then they're kind of looking for me like it's a blood clot. And I'm like, a blood clot? Like, I don't even know what that means because I've been so healthy. Like, does that mean you're chopping off my leg? Like, I didn't know, like, going through all this stuff. Like, oh no, nah, we'll just go get an X ray and just eliminate what um it's a blood clot and then I'm like, when? Like now? I'm like, it was just all happening so fast. It was like they were holding some information from me. And then um went to the X ray and then that was happening, they still had a blunt face and I'm like, What what is it? Is it the blood clot? And then they said, Nah, it's starting to look like a tumour, unfortunately. I'm like, You're kidding. Like, it just, what do you mean the tumour? Like, cancer. And, like, that's what will get you into to do the blood dye CT and we'll rule out whether it's cancerous or not. And then my universe just went whack and said, you're going to get a cancerous tumour. Like I said, it's got to be benign. Like, I've just gone through this massive thing of trying to walk again and then five months down the track. Get um, a cancerous tumor, and then I just remember calling my mum, just breaking down at the front, and then um, just that flipped my whole world even more upside down again. Like, didn't like at twenty three, like, am I gonna die? Like, because they said it was one of the strongest ones that you can get, and you got like twenty percent chance to live. Wow! If you, if we get on top of it now. And then having to go through, going to Peter Mac and getting a biopsy because there's 150 different types of sarcomas. And then go to Peter Mac with my family and then they all breaking down with me and just, like, I was just trying to be so strong for them. Like, I tried not to get upset and just, like, I just called it a lump. I never ever called it cancer because I just just don't like that word. Like, Mm -hmm. it just felt like, when anyone says cancer, it's like, he's a goner. Like, and that wasn't going to be me. So I just said, it's just a lump in my leg. I'm going to get rid of it, and I'm going to beat it. So just from day dot, just cut sugar and alcohol out for the whole year and a half now. And then had the, yeah, two weeks. Because they said about, mightn't be able to have babies again. Do your will, your sign at 23. Wow. Like, Just all this crazy stuff, just you shouldn't be doing at that age like and um so me and Tessa tried and she felt pregnant and it was just like my drive just like my shining light in that dark tunnel just to keep grinding forward and just like mentally just what cuz I'm so holistic and like into my natural stuff to just try and accept to get chemo put into my body was just it was heartbreaking at the start, but then I just had to look at the end, I'm going to be a father. So I just had to try to put that aside, even visualize the chemo being gold light healing my body instead of being negative and thinking it as poison, just stuff like that, just to keep me sane. And then had surgery and I shrunk the tumor when they said I wouldn't. Wow. They said it would just stop the spread from you dying. And then I, I I killed it 95% and it shrunk at like three centimetres. And then they said the chemo did the work, but then at the start they said that it wouldn't. Yeah. So I think that's a lot of my visualisation and my master's stuff. You don't know because I'm doing so many different things at once. And then um, they still wanted to take the whole shin bone to have safe margins and my calf cut out. And then, um, yeah, I thought it was just going to be a three-month Because I've never, ever had surgery. So it was just going to be three months. Like, yeah, you'll be back on your feet January. Like, you'll be walking again, kicking the footy. And then, yeah, just going through this thing now, like the leg not taking and getting so far forward with my rehab, going to pool every day, helping Nick out at the shop, doing a bit of gym and just trying to do everything I can and then get my set back again because it hasn't taken, get bone from my ankle. And then this is where I'm at now. So... Getting back on my rehab, train, and just trying to keep looking forward, just keeping all that behind me. Yeah, what a journey, mate. That's um absolutely
0: unbelievable. Yeah. How do you feel like you deal with those moments of 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 setback? Because it's like it can be with anything in life, but this is like quite a drastic example. And it's like, you know, you, you'll you be back on your feet by January. And then all of a sudden you obviously get the news at some point there, like, hey, you're not going to be back on your feet by January. You know, we're having trouble with this bone taking. Like, how do you deal with those moments where maybe there's an there's an expectation around where I'm going to be? And then that expectation's kind of been, been squashed.
2: Um, I guess I think that's where some of the work with Nick, just don't be attached to, the time or whatever, just concentrate on just what I can control and just try and like I do have my days I'm no one's perfect Nick knows that um, just just try and just do everything I can control just if I if they keep because I keep putting me off my leg because of reoperating so can I meditate? can I walk with Tessa I bought like this old man scooter. Cause I still wanted to be a part of my family and like I didn't want to sit on the couch and say see I have a nice walk I just wanted to still be human and so I got a scooter and just did just positive things like that and then just I just try to breathe and meditate instead of back then just get angry and build it up like I'm just trying to let everything go and I let mum or Tessa how I'm feeling just let it out because um, stress and stuff is can cause illness as well. So, just yeah, that's pretty much. There, what there I'm was going. that. There
1: was that. Um, the, you know the, you'll be back on your feet in three months. That was that's just a belief. That that that's not a reality. It's it's there's, there's no universal law. That says Zach will be back on his feet in three months. It's, it's ideally what would potentially happen. It's, it was all just potential, and this is the danger in this sort of stuff: is is people get attached to these potential realities and these desired outcomes, and then when their the they, when the reality is different to their expectations, that's when they mentally start crumbling, which then affects their physical work and, and keeps using it every day and just continuing to let go and surrender. And just that's all about just living in the moment for him being present and making decisions and choices and, and being constructive in his thinking. And the, I'm glad you brought the, the old man's scooter up, Zach, because that was the story I wanted to, to share. It sticks out in my mind for you. So, uh, and uh, you know, this is, I think, this is an insight into who Zach is and how the community respects him as well. He's like, you know, being around the footy club and that. They did, they did a, a GoFundMe page and he got nearly 20 grand sort of raised awesome. um, to, to help him and the family out through that. So he, he took a bit of that cash and bought himself off Facebook this old man on motorised scooter and. Um, Um, and he he had the the fishing he's a mad fisherman as well, lives over near Western Port and so he's hooked hooked the kayak up to the back of the old man's scooter and takes himself down there and sort of finds a way to to still get out on the water and to to go fishing, go feed, he still finds a way to feed his soul, there's all these barriers and obstacles and all these reasons why he he couldn't do it but he, he stayed out of that destructive I can't mentality and stayed in that healthy constructive like can mentality and, and kept finding a way but he said to me one day he was cruising along in a scooter and and you know we there uh, have a have a have a think about everything that this bloke's experiencing and he said he's cruising along and his his pregnant partner's walking in front of him and his dad's here and his dog's by his side and he just looks up to a tree and sees these birds and the sun shining and he just burst into tears he's, like a, he goes this is living Barry it's just like you know he had every reason to be to be miserable and sulky and in a pity party and he's just crying with contentedness crying with happiness and and I just I think that's such a wonderful example of the definition of of happiness, you know, is content, and just uh, he did, he he didn't have so much, you know, so much wasn't going his way. But what he did have was was control over over how how he felt, and and just yeah, it was just a beautiful story. This is living Barry, going along <laughs> on his scooter with I tears in it. his eyes. I love it. I love
0: it. It's just unreal. It's so good. And you know, Nick, you always talk about the easy and the hard path, you know which is going to be the title of your book whenever you write that. Um, And, you know, I think what you were saying, Zach, that the easy thing in the moment is for someone in that situation to just say, yeah, I'm just sitting on the couch and and we're going to sit on the couch and just, you know, ruminate and stew on things and not express how we're feeling when we are feeling down to our partner or mum or whatever. And that's easy in the moment. And that becomes so difficult weeks and then months into the future. And the hard thing in the moment is to actually engage. Go, no, I'm getting a fucking old man scooter. I'm coming out on walks. I'm, I'm you know, towing it down my kayak down to the, to the bay. That's the hard thing in the moment. But then you get to experience those moments like this is like whatever's Barry, you know, these moments because we, 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 we make the decision that just because of our circumstances, we're still going to engage with life. Whereas when we run into tough circumstances, a lot of the time the inclination is to disengage from life, which creates more stress and more problems moving forward. So I think it's it's such a lesson to everyone listening to always engage with life, no matter what the circumstances are presenting you. Because if Zach you can do it in this situation, fuck anyone
1: can do it. But he's not, he's also completely moved away from being a cancer survivor, and it's just it's just another another. Chapter in his book. It's just another uh, stepping stone. It's just another thing. You know, it was just another. Uh, yeah, it, it doesn't. It's, it doesn't have the gravity and the heaviness and the weight around it. He, he, he's not a. He hasn't become a cancer survivor advocate or anything. You not know, I'm not saying that's a, a negative thing. But you know, he hasn't. He hasn't bought into that narrative around it. Um, and I think that's helped him. What are your thoughts, Zach Is that? Is that
2: would you agree with that? yeah yeah i i kind of just thought of it as just a journey of path it's just a challenge i've gotten over and it's not me anymore so like yeah, i, I, I did not identify yeah. with it it's not it's not part of your identity anymore is it no no i never there's nothing wrong with surviving cancer or anything but i just didn't want that to be a part of me anymore just didn't yeah. want to hold on to what was there like i'm going that way
0: It's like what we talk about, identifying as a drug addict or alcoholic, even though you haven't been a drug addict or alcoholic for however many years. You know, it's like, yeah, that's something that I went through. It's part of shaped me who I am today. But I'm not going to identify anymore because, yeah, even the even when I hear the term like, yeah, cancer survivor, it's like, but we don't want to just be a survivor. We want to be a thriver. You know, we want to be we want to be kicking goals and doing all these amazing
1: things. Yeah, (laughs) and that's the difference. And I think you know a version of Zach. Um, had cancer and uh, but so if he kept that narrative i had cancer there would still be that attachment it would still be that you know energy trail and connection but it's just a, a a version of zach had cancer a version of zach you know had to deal with that sort of stuff and the only thing that exists is this version of zach that exists today and and so that's all He's, this is where his focus is it's not on the past or it's not running off into the future Zach's got such a wonderful capacity to remain present uh and in the moment now so yeah it's, that's it's so good
0: it's remarkable and one thing that is happening now is as we've said already your dad five months in I'd love to know what you've learned in the last five months
2: about from being a dad the lessons there Uh, I've learnt to make most of your sleep. (laughs) That's one of them. (laughs) Get it what you can. It's it's just, um, just, they're just a ball of love and just happiness. And I don't know why, just because we're older, we can't be the same. It's just what I've, just looking at Hunter and he's just, no judgement. He loves you no matter what. And I think a lot of people need to be like that, like, Lots of people, like I'm covered in tattoos, they judge you like a book by the cover. You don't actually know who I am. Like, maybe get to know someone before you actually stamp a name on them. So like, he's just.
1: It takes uh, too much time and
2: energy to do that, Zach.
1: It's that's the hard part. people don't have, people don't have time to ask and listen and learn. Zach. Just or so actually just judge or, and or
0: like a kid, I think just just assume that everyone's awesome instead of assuming everyone <laughs> everyone's not trustworthy and then I have they have to earn my trust. I hate that shit. It's like nah, just trust everyone. And if someone overtly betrays your trust, then just distance yourself and don't love them anyway. You know, but like
1: I I, I reckon Zach's... Yeah. I reckon Zach. sorry, I reckon Zach's so a, an amazing example of, um, <clears throat> I remember a quote once that said, um, don't mistake my kindness for weakness. And um, I think Zach's a beautiful example of how someone so soft and gentle can actually be so strong. But I think Zach's strength is a, is such a non-ego driven strength it's a grounded strength it's a vulnerable strength it's a um, disciplined strength it's a um it's a loving strength Where most people strength is an anxiety strength it's an attached strength It's a holding on strength so zach's love is so unconditional um for himself and for his life zach loves life in a way that he doesn't have those attachments he doesn't have an aversion to cancer as such it's just he he understands that it's all part and parcel the parameters of acceptance are so wide and and things are going to be pleasant and things are going to be unpleasant but it's all he doesn't have an attachment to to the pleasantness and an aversion to the unpleasantness it's just it's just all all the same basically i think is that is that fair assumption zach is that have i have i put it okay there
2: yeah,
1: yeah, got it all from there. That's pretty much
0: it. Yeah, one of the yeah. things, but I've got a boy Zach who's um two and a half now, and you talk about how how free you know they are, and it is it does remind us how we should be. And he's through the phase at the minute where he just is loving dancing. You said you were going to break into dance earlier, Nick, or song, I should say. But like, so anytime, song, anytime, song, anytime yeah. there's any kind of music on, like we could be at like the shops and music comes on, and he just starts dancing like this. And then I so and I start dancing with him, and I thought like it sort of reminds me. I'm like, how fun's this, just to fucking dance for no reason, or if people are around, and it's just so free to be able to do that. I think it's one of the reasons why we love kids and dogs so much. It's because kids and dogs kind of don't have all the the biases and judgment judgments that us adult humans have. I think we really we really we really miss that a lot of the time as adults. So I think kids and dogs kind of reflect that back to us, that part of us that has has been squashed.
1: I think that they're they're really present. You know, they don't have <clears throat> the, the mind running off into the past or the future. But kids especially uh, are just living in a constant state of wonderment. They're like, oh, my God, what's this? Because it's all so new for them. So that they're, they're not judging it or they're not having these biases towards it. It's just this is what it is and this is what that is. And so they're taking everything at face value, which is a real um, – it's not a naivety, but it's a. It's just a. Yeah, it's just all so new, and let's just let's just take it. It and, is
0: wonder. And- it's wonder, isn't it? Yeah. Like Tommy. Yeah. Tommy got into it yesterday. I think it was. There was like a box, his empty nappy box, and he just literally like got in the box and just stood in it. And then he
1: was like, <laughs> "Wow." <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it is pretty cool, isn't it? <laughs> in the box. <laughs> But that's that story I've spoken about. Um, the kid in India, you know, he found a red bucket and it had a hole in it, and he didn't get disappointed that it had a hole in it. He found another use for it. And it they turned it into a drum, and he took it running off to all his friends, and they all were like, "Yeah, hey, we got this this cool red bucket." And they played with it, and then they played with it so much that it broke. But then they went, "Yay, the bucket broke! And let's just leave it and go and find something else." Now they didn't, you know, they weren't attached to it. and This little kid who found it didn't possess it. and go, "This is mine." It was just, uh, "Yay, it's cool." It's it's just it's what it is, and I think, you know, we talk about suffering um, and attachment being the source of all suffering, and, and I think and there's two types of suffering, there's necessary and unnecessary. Jack's obviously experienced necessary suffering, but where he's helped himself so much, uh, where he's taken responsibility for his own happiness and health is that he hasn't gotten into that distorted state. He, he has, you know, we're all human, as he said earlier, and he has his moments of distortion, but now he does his mental reps, pulls himself out of it and keeps moving forward. But the majority of his time isn't spent, you know, distorted. He goes, all right, well, life, the first noble truth, delivers to suffer. Yeah, we're going to. We're all going to cop it somewhere, somehow, and um, and unfortunately, you know, Shane's um, going through a lot of stuff at the moment as well with with um, life and and his partner and her mum and and everything. And um, so Zach's turned himself into a resource. You know, he's been through it and come out the other side of it. He knows what to do and what not to do. Um, so he's now such a a gift to the, to so many people as a, as a resource, um, yeah. to, to, to sit there in compassion and empathy, but he's leading by example. Um, so, you know, it's just ultimate respect for, for someone who can do that.
0: So good. So good. Zach, you, I was going to ask you about, you said about you're really kind of on top of your diet and everything now based on everything that you've kind of been through. Um, tell us about that kind of what have you maybe cut out or included in your diet
2: at the minute for your, for your optimal health? Um, I've cut sugar out from the day I was diagnosed, so that's 14 months, 15 months, not one bit of sugar. Yep. Um, so is that fructose no as well? Is that fruit? and? Oh, I can have natural sugars, fruit and stuff, just right. artificial yeah. sugars, um, mm-hmm. just no alcohol. I haven't had any alcohol. Um,
1: you mean poison but... is not
2: good for your system? <laughs> yeah, apparently. Oh. oh okay that's weird sorry good girl uh, i'm also um gluten free for my stomach for my autoimmune disease um i'm vegetarian and yeah i just don't really have fast food just all plant-based basically vegan i have no dairy mm-hmm. um just give my body the best chance to heal and that's pretty much my diet and you said you've done some fasting as well Yeah, I've done some water fasting. I went and seen a um, health guru in um, Queensland. He's from America and he travels around showing your body can heal itself and did some water fasting. And it was really weird because I'd have so much pain and couldn't walk. for the days I wasn't eating and just having water, I had no pain. Right. So um, it, it says that it eats that disease. So if it's not breaking down the food you're consuming every day, it attacks the disease in your body. So I did a few fasts and stuff like that through my autoimmune stuff. And yeah, it got rid of some of the, it ate away at some of the stuff that was stored in my gut bacteria. So, Nice.
0: And, and how long would those uh, water fasts be? Like three days, something like
2: that? Um, two weeks. Of water fasting? Yeah.
0: Holy shit. That's amazing. Yeah, it's tough. That's water only for two weeks. My
2: God. Yeah, you need some mental strength, I tell you.
0: Yeah, I reckon.
2: (laughs) Tessa did it with me as well, which just shows the person she is. And anything uh, I've done, she's done. So she follows the exact uh, same diet.
1: Tested it all with you.
2: Yeah, she says, you're not doing it on your own, so everything i've done or because she's a naturopath so she's resourced a lot of the stuff she is does the exact same diet as me she meditates in me she does every she reads books with me we listen to joe Dispenza together and she's just like me shadow who's my best friend just that's so good like you're not doing it alone because she just wants to see me get through the other side as well yeah that's so just, really so grateful good. to have it would be, 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 oh.
0: no, be no good a week into a water fast and she's like having a big bloody roast, you know, on a Sunday and that kind of, that'd be rough.
2: And I was working, so there'd be a Friday barbecue on the work site oh, and they're shit. cooking it right near my unit and I'm thinking, you got to be kidding. Because
0: oh. what happens, because I've done I've done quite a few fasts as well and it's interesting how your senses get heightened in that state. Yeah. And I could like smell a steak from a fucking mile off. <laughs> like that, It's like, it's, it's like, it's like I think, yeah, because like, if you think when we were hunter gatherers and everything, I suppose the more hungry we are, the longer since we've had food, I think the more our senses would get attuned to the environment to try and help us find food. So yeah, yeah I could, you could, I could smell things a mile off. It was, it was And barbecues are the
2: worst. <laughs> Even having, yeah. Cause obviously you go, I'll go from water and not just howling to big, Chunks of food because you got to do soups and because your stomach shrinks so much. So I always finished off with like juice fasting, and then for a couple of days, and just having that natural sugar, it's like bang! Like you got twelve hours of energy, like it's just unbelievable <laughs> how sensitive you get. So I was kind of yeah. doing
0: the doing the reverse of you, Zach. I didn't tell you, Nick, but I gave the carnivore diet a try uh, about a week or two ago which maybe we can break down and if it mm-hmm. was that, that's 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 literally just meat or animal products so no vegetables no fruit um no dairy um just meat <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's, That sounds like my normal diet <laughs> but the problem
0: is you can't have like i wasn't even having sauces like just salt not even pepper or spices um Cause I've been sort of researching it for the last year or so, but you know, I didn't, I, I was, it was too restrictive for me.
1: How, how did you feel though? How was the, the physical? Well, well, I got, I, I kind of got over, it's like
0: your body has to get used to a radically new diet. So it's kind of like, and plus your body goes from burning carbohydrates to burning fats because there's no carbohydrates at all, obviously. Um, so there's like, you have like the flu like symptoms, you feel flat for a couple of days. And I kind of got over that hump. And then um, I didn't feel that much better than I did before I started the diet. So I'm like, yeah, fuck this. I'm like, I'm like making, I'm making like di- dinner for Tommy. It's like you know toddler food, and I'm like, this is so good. And I give it to him, and I'm like, no, I'm
1: gonna, I'm gonna break the, the diet. So imagine if, imagine if, if if we could all be a bit more. Uh, um flexible, uh, I suppose, in our day-to-day lives. And and instead of just thinking, this is how I should be, this is how I have to, you know, uh, obviously, Zach's really disciplined and and rigid with his stuff because of what he's experienced. But for for those of us that haven't gone gone through and and are dealing with what Zach's dealing with, you know, just being trial and error a bit more, I'm going to try this diet, I'm going to try that. Instead of just staying stuck in, in our normal or our routine, like when I when I did the Vipassana retreat for ten days, and it was you know, obviously meat free. Um, it was only two, two meals a day. I think we had breakfast, and I think we just had a had a bit of fruit for lunch. That was where I had a twenty minute orange one day. Um, the infamous and, orange, and and then yeah. and then just meditating from five till nine, you know, a.m. till p.m. Um, I came out feeling the cleanest I've ever felt. Some of those meditations I was imagining a jackhammer and and I was chipping away at the inside of my skull. Like I was just imagining this build-up of of years' worth of crap just stuck in my mind and in my head. So some of the meditations I was cleaning out my head and I'd, I'd open my mind up and just flush everything out and... You know, I'd open it up and, and just, it was like a spring clean, I suppose. Um, and I came out just so clean. That's the only word I could use to describe it. It was, well, that's kind stunning, of, like I'm thinking a, about It's Zach's a fast system.
0: for your mind, though, isn't it? Because it's like, like if Zach's doing a water fast and he's not taking in um, any food. And so it's kind of a clean out. So you, you're not really, there's not much yeah. stimulus for your mind. So it's a real detox of your mind doing a, of a pasture.
1: Yeah, you're not speaking to anyone, you're not reading, you're not writing, you're not listening to music, you're not watching TV, you're not even looking at another human. So the information <laughs> like coming
0: in through the senses is yeah. like 2% of what it would normally be.
1: Yeah, so the stimulus has gone from 98% external that you're aware of. To probably ninety eight internal stimulus. It's just all your thoughts and your feelings. It's just all these sensations and and you're just spending, you know, basically twenty four seven in your own head. You you suddenly get a, a good feel for what what state that 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 spaces in and you're like, oh, this is a bit untidy. I've got to, <laughs> got to do some housework, <laughs> get the broom out and start sweeping and cleaning it out. And after 10 days, you're like, ah oh, that's better. And then you go back into reality and it's just all starts getting smashed again by all this external stimulus. And you're like, no, but I've just spent 10 days. I've, got to, just, I've got just got to clean, clean in here, for life. God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> it's like someone walking through with muddy boots, and you like, Come on, man, really? It's, um, yeah, so yeah, it's, 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 you're right, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a fast for the mind. It's a, um, it gives the mind time just to, to cleanse and, and get healthier. So, but I'm, I'm just, I was thinking of the, the retreat and, if Zach ends up going to do a, a passionate retreat, like the discipline it takes to do that is quite high. So, but I'm sitting there. I think Zach could be like, "Oh, this is kind of boring. It's just testing. This isn't really a truck." Can, can, can I, can I, do this more? Can I? Can you throw something we'll else? We ramped this hear? up a bit.
2: <laughs> 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 okay,
1: have you got a have you spike a, a spiky bed I can sit on instead? Like, oh, I've been training for this for bed years. of nails. Have you got a better nails I can meditate on?
0: (laughs) I like what you're saying, Nick, about like the trial and error for yourself because that's I think it's really important because we can get a bit attached. Like, I tried the carnivore diet because I just love doing shit and seeing how I feel, like different stuff, but I'm not attached to it when I'm when it's like. I get attached to it, then I'll stay, whether it's a diet or something else, I'll kind of identify with it and stay doing it without being objective about how I feel about it. Cause 'cause, I have to do this. That's right. Yeah. Cause like everyone's different and different, you know, diets and things. There's some commonalities, but different diets will work for different people because we're all different kind of biochemically things like cutting out sugar is something that pretty much everyone will benefit from. Um, But you know, whether it's a diet or even mm. whether it's the people that we're hanging around or whether it's our job, you know, we should always be paying attention to, you know, whether it's whether it's adding to our energy or kind of taking away from our energy. And, you know, that's why, you know, something like this, like chatting on the podcast today, I feel lots of energy and I feel great and inspired all day talking to Zach. But then I might, you know, let's say I go catch up with someone at a cafe and there's gossip and it brings my energy down. Then I'm like, that's something I'm going to limit doing. Or that's because that's part of our diet as well, the people that we're around. And I think it's really important that we pay attention to our internal subjective experience. Well, it's
1: the nutrition for the mind and the body. But if you spend twenty-four-seven talking to Zach, that energy would start to reduce because everything in moderation. So... Um, if you were just if you and Zach spent uh, a week together uh, the energy you're experiencing now would be much different at the end of the week cuz you'd be like Yes, I know. Yes, you've come through. Your good on you. Mate. Good <laughs> job. Yes, aren't you amazing? All right. Yes, he's got tattoos. I've seen them all. <laughs> yes, that's right. He's got his. He's got his. Both his legs done. He's got sleeve tattoo sleeves on his legs, and so they had to slice his leg open to to rip this bone out. Um, and you tell the story. Exactly what do the doctors tell them?
2: Oh, that's um, just explaining about the. Procedure and where they're cutting and stuff like that and what through the tattoos and they're like yeah don't worry we have plastic surgeons we'll um sew them back and they actually it was a twelve hour surgery and they actually really enjoyed matching up the pictures and everything they said it's just not plain skin <laughs> actually and I had a good look and they actually have done it perfectly so oh, really? I was happy with that waking up I wasn't too worried about the chin or anything I was looking at the tattoo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I can just imagine they're lining it up like it's a game. A, <laughs> yeah it's a bit of a
1: it's a bit of a guide for them maybe, maybe they, they, they're going to start you know going oh there's something in this maybe every person that we we open up we should do a tattoo on them first and then we can you know open them up on the tattoos so that gives us a frame of reference to put it back together
0: <laughs>
1: yeah Oh,
0: uh, great! Well, uh, Zach, what, what does the future hold, mate? When we think about maybe the you know short term future and moving forward, like what's what's on the cards for you? What are you focusing on?
2: Um, hopefully, get back walking, and um, I'm doing a course for um, mental health and hypnotherapy. Awesome! And just see where it goes from there, whether I can hop into mind fear or just feel like um, with my journey, it's happened for a reason I just feel like I need to help people like it'd be silly to go through all this stuff and be able to pull yourself out and go to the other side and become like shred the old Zach off the old snake skin and just be this beautiful person I just feel like if people were struggling or have some kind of physical or mental challenge that I could speak with them and just really switch their thinking and like I can do it you can do it we're all human is I'm not a superman like if you can do it and you can get through and maybe I, if I can change a few lives and yeah hopefully marry Tessa as well and get back work and get some money back in the bank because she deserves it so that's some goals for me that's
1: awesome mate and um yeah, I think the I said to so Zach cool. like when we started um, you know, what he was just referring to there is I said, I, I'm, I'm not special, you know, I've, I've just been through life, events, and experiences and come out the other side a more learned person, but I'm still ignorant, still incompetent, still mediocre to some degree. So, you know, I love what Zach said there. You know, we're, we're not supermen, we're not just because Hass went from being drug addicts drug addict and and big-time cellmates in prison to, um, to to helping people, it, it doesn't mean that we're better than anybody else. I read this quote the other day, and I'd love to, probably a good thing to end on, uh, and it said, nobody is superior, nobody is inferior, but nobody is equal either. People are simply unique, incomparable, you are you, I am I. Beautiful. That's a bit of a bit of our show to, to, to finish the, Ooh, the podcast today. Beautiful.
0: Zach, I am so excited and happy that I got to meet you today and hear about your story. And I can't wait to see, hear about your progress and everything you're going to do in the future. When it comes to giving back and helping people based on what you've been through, there's nobody better um, to be stepping into that field and helping people, mate. So I, I honor you and your journey and wish you nothing but the best for the future.
2: Thank you. I appreciate it. And I've loved chatting with you. It's really um got me kickstarted for my day. So, yeah. awesome, mate.
0: Oh. Enjoy being a dad as well. Catch that sleep when you can.
2: Yeah. I will. He awesome.
1: <laughs> sne- sneaks into MindFit and takes a nap on the couch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, <it doesn't. laughs> awesome. um, Zach, thanks for coming on today, mate. I know it was sort of a uh, something that threw you the other day. So, I appreciate the. the, the time that you've given us today and i love what has said i i I honor you as well in your journey and and your family you know they've been a big part of this and i think tess um you know we say we're not supermen but i think tess probably wears her undies on the outside of her stockings at times she she sounds you know to have that support and that person in your corner um you're in each other's corner which is a beautiful thing so um yeah, just the has said, what does the future hold? The reality is, we don't know, but we're going to set these goals to work towards, and, and um, that's that's the beauty of what you do. So, um, thanks for coming on, mate. And I can't wait to see you back in here for a bit of uh, mini golf. We have we have a mini golf putting thing in here, we play 18 There's holes there. sometimes, and uh, yeah, we had, the, we had the score up on the board, and what, uh, I've taken him off. But um, Zach was getting better. He, uh, he hit a few in the water and hit a few off the mat. He sort of gets his burst of energy, a rush of blood, and sends one through the back of the mat. But, um, but he's getting better. So coming for, coming for a, a round of 18 holes next week sometime, mate. Beautiful. All right, thank
0: you everyone for tuning in. We'll see you all next week.
1: Bye. Cheers, peace.
0: Thank you for tuning in to the Woke Blokes Podcast. Please don't forget to subscribe to the show. Also, leave us a five-star rating. We thank you so much and we'll see you all next time.